freedom. Freedom rings for all people. We all want it. And all those who are not incarcerated behind bars, we have it in some form or fashion. For those of us who've grown up in a life of poverty, stripping, hustle, and grind, we wonder what true freedom really is. I mean, yes, we're not behind bars, nor are we enslaved. But even though we are not enslaved in our bodies, we can be enslaved in our minds. Being trapped in some sort of burden or error or grief-stricken trauma from our childhood can put us in a situation in life where we are not able to think as clearly as what we would have thought had we would have had a better life or a more smoother childhood. It would have gave us a great transition and segue into our teen years and then into our adulthood. How do we cope with life if we don't feel free in our own journey? Today I want to talk about Santoya Brown. Santoya Brown is officially out there in these streets. She is free. But yet her whole life she has felt complicit with the burden of never being truly able to be free. She's always had to live an adult tragedy within a child's body. And now she's 31 years old and she's able to start fresh. Some of us out here in the world have conflicting feelings about that because of the fact that she did murder a man. And other others <laughs> out here in these streets feel like it is something that is a great sigh of relief. A chance for her to start fresh. A chance for her to carpe diem and seize the moments that she was never able to see before. To take heed to advices that were given to her before when she was younger. And have an opportunity to begin and help her community grow and flourish. We should talk about these topics and many more that affect our community. Today, from This Is My Happy Place, the Latoya Sharia. What is goody? We are back with another episode of This Is My Happy Place with Latoya Sharie. And I am super excited more than Camels to go into this episode. 40 with you guys all right so this episode is about centoya brown but it's not just about centoya brown it's about freedom freedom is such a big thing that a lot of people take for granted it is the second most important thing after time um we take freedom for granted so hard our civil liberties are so much of a thing that we don't really think about because we're not going through the civil rights movement. And we think that it's over, it's done. All these big cases that go on with many people dying or being incarcerated unrightfully or rightfully, we don't think about how big in retrospect this does affect our community. What kind of impact does it have? Well. Santoya Brown was a young lady who led a life of being adopted into a family who technically didn't 
I don't think they legally adopted her. I think it was just like a, like her mother, you know, wanted a family friend, well, a friend of hers to adopt or take care of Centoya. But what wound up happening was Georgina, I think her name was, or Gina, Gina, her mother, which is the mother of Centoya Brown, uh, wound up letting Centoya be taken care of by her adopted mother, which technically I don't think she's legally adopted, but hey, it is what it is. You love who you love. If you take care of who you take care of, I have respect for that. Me being a, a, a person who has adopted myself, I understand that it is that, you know what I'm saying? And me being a person who has had family members who have been taken in um, by other family members or friends, I know what it's like to either legally adopt a child or to not legally adopt a child, but just to take care of that child for most of its life or for a big chunk of it. So I understand how things go in the family dynamic. But back to what we were saying. Um, yeah, so she was adopted into this family and she was molested by many people, some of them being her, her stepfather, family friends, um, boyfriends. She was, you know, raped. She was in very much a lot of big traumatic situations before she turned 16 and she felt neglected by many family members, you know. Um, she went through abandonment issues, as we all do, you know. And I can really relate to her issues because I feel like being adopted is one big abandonment issue waiting to happen. For some, maybe not maybe not for all, but definitely for me, you know, as I got older, wondering if you're good enough, wondering why me, wondering why did I have to go, why did I have to leave this life, what did I do? So I understand and I empathize with Centoya's situation. So many reasons why I wanted to talk about Centoya's story. Not only just the fact that her name is Toya, which my name is Latoya, and it kind of like struck a bell, and she was born in January. I was born in January. She was adopted. She had been molested. Like, so many things in comparison really rang true. Like, being adopted into a family, and then your birth mother tells you that, I mean, your adopted mother tells you that your birth mother doesn't care about you, doesn't love you. I've heard all the stories, you know, feeling like you had to do stuff on the streets that you weren't supposed to be doing. Like, living that gritty life because you felt like you couldn't, you didn't have nobody to come to, nobody to talk to. No, I didn't prostitute or do anything like that, but I did get into bad relationships that made me learn hard life lessons. You know what I'm saying? I understand and empathize with Centoria's story. That could have been me. Like, literally, I gotta meet this lady. I literally have to meet her because I feel like her story is so deep. Her story is so, so, so real. Like, she was incarcerated. And during her 15 years, she was able to create a program to help others who were in a similar situation or to prevent people from being in that situation through being sex trafficking, going through sex trafficking situations. Sorry, my, my tongue is always messed up. I gotta, I gotta get my teeth fixed. Sorry. <laughs> I really do. But yeah, um... And I really feel like that's dope. It's great that she was able to um, take her take her current situation and turn it into hope for others. I think that I think that's something that we all must think about doing when we are in 
our journey, allowing others to be a part of it, allowing others to really embrace what it could be like. While I was listening to her story, she was talking about, you know, feeling hopeless. You know, her mother was depressed. Her mother suffered from depression, anxiety, uh, she was suicidal. You know, she had plenty of people in her genes, so many people in her in her family who suffered from suicidal thoughts, killing themselves, um, you know, molestation, rape. And I thought about, like, you know, the stuff that happened in my family. Like, when I was talking to my brothers for the first time, they were talking about my uncle, Junior, and how he was was killed by police officers. You know, and my and my cousin, well, my brother, I'm sorry, my brother saw my uncle June's dead body, you know, go across him, go past him in the hallway on the stretcher, and that messed him up for life. And he was so used to seeing dead bodies and dead people and, you know, drugs and mental abuse and all the stuff that went on in the family that I think... It just is like a, a, a generational thing. Because, I mean, my mother went through, you know, some... My birth mother went through some things. You know, my grandmother went through some things. She went through abuse from, you know... My, my, my mother went through abuse from her, her ex-husbands. You know what I'm saying? The ex-boyfriends. And, and the traumas and the issues become a generational thing. And I think that people don't think about... Like, you can literally pass on abuse from another person to your child. Like, they can inherently be more prone to want to be around people who are abusive. It is very imperative <laughs> that we get our shit fixed. And we talk to people. And we, and we figure out what are the problems from our childhood before we have children. Or even once we have them, we talk to them about our issues and we talk to them about what are the types of people that are good for us. Because everybody's not out to get us, you know. And I think that was a real big thing in Centoya's story when she was talking about when she was a kid. She thought that everybody starts off good and then they wind up bad. And it is the law of attraction. You attract, you attract what you put out. You know what I'm saying? You have to work. And grind to get the right people in your circle. You might think that you don't have to, but you do. Especially if you're prone to be in that type of environment where you're around a lot of shifty ass people. Seriously. And when I'm I'm thinking about Centoria's story, I'm thinking about how we are so quick as people in my community to forget. I don't care if you're black, white, Puerto Rican, or Asian. If you're in a poor community, we're so quick to forget the traumas and the issues and the drama and the abuse because we made it to a different level in our life or because we made it through another day. And we forget how it can affect and impede upon the lifestyle that we want for ourselves and our family. Well, we don't need to forget. We need to remember. We need to go through and we need to get better. We need to heal. And in Centoria's case, I think that's a very tragic issue that it went down from generation to generation to generation. That's what we call 
That's what I'm calling hood generational wealth. Not money, but inheriting the generational problems. And sometimes people don't realize that you can turn that misery into a victory. Sometimes you don't see a way out. Sometimes the only way out is to become more and more entranced in the lifestyle that is bringing you more pain. When there are ways out. There are ways out. There are ways to become better. There are people that you can surround yourself with that will allow you to be better. Talking is not just one of the things that we need to do. I mean, we need to talk it out. We need to talk as much as we can. But we also need to figure out what are better alternatives that are more positive. You know, how can we help these children before they become adults? How can we help these adults before they become before they become in a web a web that they can't get untangled from what do we do then well we're going to talk more about that after the break Well, now we're back from the break. And we need to really think about, now that we're back, what can we do to help solve these problems, to help fix the situations? Well, that's a real complicated question. It's kind of loaded, but it's kind of simple at the same time. It's kind of like you have to go all the way back to the first person who ever started the problem and fix the issue and that is not possible so how do we start from where we are at well the best thing to do is when you grow up in a situation where it is always chaos where you can't even hear your own thoughts because you're crowded by the thunder that is your life the best thing to do is to think positive and trust me, I know that's hard because there's always something going on when you're in that type of environment. But that's why we have dreams. It's hard to think about what it would be like to be in a dream when you feel like you're always in a nightmare. But there's good in the world. There are good people that will allow you help. Different centers, different movements, groups, and programs that will allow you to be in a situation where you don't have to feel crowded by your own noise. Another thing that you should do is definitely talk to someone. Always open up a dialogue. Remember, your body is your happy place. And if you don't feel great in your own body, then that's a big problem. You need to go and find someone who can allow you to have self-feeling and remember that you have self-worth. Another thing is to confront the people who may have caused you this trauma. Now, if you're dealing with someone who is dangerous or albeit someone who will really hurt you, maybe not just in the way that is mentally um dangerous but also in someone someone who is uh going to threaten your life and danger you maybe it is best to leave that 
door closed. Um, I remember being in situations with exes where there were dangerous situations where I had to do what the best thing was for me and to just say yes ma'am, no ma'am to the end of the situation and then just when I got a chance to break free, break free. I know what that is. I think for me, I really want to see people succeed and I really don't know what the best mode of action is in your particular situation because I don't know where you are. But if you're suffering through a scenario sort of like Centoya Brown's or even an inch of Centoya Brown's struggle, I suggest you go for counseling. I suggest you talk to people. I suggest you Google places where you can have a safe place, a safe haven, a happy place. And I suggest too, also, if you're a child and you need help, talk to your teachers, talk to your youth instructor at church, talk to someone at church, um, someone you look up to, who you trust, who you know is not going to just let you slide by and and slip out of slip underneath the cracks, you know? That's very important because sometimes we feel like we can't talk because of the danger. But sometimes we're in more danger when we don't speak. We can not only harm ourselves, we can harm other people because of the fact that we have been harmed by everybody. When I think about Santoya's case, I think about the fact that she wasn't just failed by one person or two people or three people or five people. She was failed by the buttload of people. And it makes me think about um, many of these big revealing cases about young children killing their parents killing people who are trying to harm them how they weren't just failed by one person life gave them schmidt apples and they were just trying to make real apple juice but instead wound up making something that is undesirable happen in their own life and that sucks I think for a big butt of, of us it's not simple as just getting over it. It isn't, you know. We have to learn how to cope with our problems. We have to learn how to get through it. We have to learn how to realize that the only way you can get through it is to get through it. But we also have to learn that there is help for us out there. And being afraid to say something is a perfectly normal response. But remember, if your fear outweighs your need to survive and to and to be happy then you need to think about that two three times fold and realize that you have to invest in yourself you know it's 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 gonna be a hard struggle to get to where you need to be when you're going through that many things in your life but You got to get through it. And if you don't, and you have to take it out on somebody else, you know, because of the mental abuse that causes mental trauma, that causes you to think differently, 
because you are paranoid, because you are hurt, because you are, you have been abused, and it makes you hurt or endanger somebody else's life, then how do you get justice for yourself or for that other person? Do you get help or do you not get help for it? Do you get rewarded or do you get disciplined? And how do you get disciplined? We'll talk about that a little bit after the break. Well, when I think about the case, and I'm glad that you guys um, came back from the break, but uh, like I said, when I, when I think about the case um, of Satoya Brown, and I've looked at some of the responses um, that have been going on in social media, it is a split response. Some people feel like, you know, like Centoya Brown got the victory that she so much needed because she was only 16 years old. She went through all these things in her life, in her life and, you know, she finally gets an opportunity to start fresh and have a better life. And I'm with them on that. I am. I'm 100% with them on that. And there's some people who think um, that where's the victory for the victim? Where's the victory for the victim's family? I mean, who doesn't get a chance to go out there and feel the next 16, 25, 30, 40, 50 years of his life because it has ended earlier than what it should have been because Victoria Brown murdered him. And I feel that. I understand. But here's where I cut the middle. And I'm just going to be 100%. I feel like even though Centoya Brown killed this man and he will never opportunity to be free, he will never get an opportunity to live the life that he so wanted, you know, that he would have wanted, he wouldn't be able to get married or have more kids or do whatever he wanted to do with his life. You know, he wouldn't be able to you know, build a company or whatever he was thinking about at the time. I think that it sucks. I think that that's not fair. I think that it hurts for his family. I think that that is a awful tragedy that happened in humanity. Here's where I am compelled to say very, very much so because I really feel like we're human animals. We do things that humans do. And out of human animalistic nature, some of us do kill. I mean, we can sit here and talk about life and death, and it's a really great area. I don't think it's fair that this man has to die. Or has passed away because of this, he was murdered, cold-bloodedly, in execution style. But I don't think that it's fair that a man was having sex with a 16-year-old girl. Do we not think about that? A grown-ass man was having sex with a 16-year-old girl. And a grown-ass man sent a little-ass girl... To go out there in these streets and make him some money. 
How you think about that? Would that disgust you? Would that make you feel all of these weird feelings if that was your little girl and she murdered this man because of the fact that she was a little ass girl? The human brain doesn't mature until it is 25 and she was only 16. What is that? People tend to go about this in a way that only sees it from the one-sided point of view. I'm not saying that I would be compelled to murder this guy, especially if I knew that I put myself in a situation where I was with him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I think that if I were in that scenario, I would be paranoid. You should be paranoid. Because it's kind of like dating online. You don't know what type of person you're going to get. She doesn't know this man. She doesn't know if he's a murderer. He does, she doesn't know if he's a rapist. She doesn't know if this man has bodies in the bottom of his basement. And he doesn't know anything about her. He doesn't know what's going on. It's a natural paranoia. They might think it's an immature paranoia, but it's not. When you live that type of lifestyle, you have to be paranoid. You have to be street smart. You have to be savvy. You have to protect yourself. It is called the jungle for a reason. They call the city the jungle for, for a reason. The concrete jungle. Point blank period. Because it's survival of the fittest. When you live in that city life and you live in that fast life, you have to think about the fact that dog eat dog. You know what I mean? And you have to be on your grind. People don't want to hear that shit because that's not what they think. They don't think like that because they might have had a peaches and cream life and they never felt like that or just because that's their family member, their friend, their homie, someone that they knew. They don't want to think like that. And I don't want to think like that. That was my thing. I'd be fucking living. I'd be pissed. But I have empathy though. I understand that, yo... This was a little ass girl. Like, dead ass. And if you're a grown ass man having sex with a little ass girl and you're paying her and you could have just got had and had sex with a grown ass woman, like, what's the deal? You could have got a grown pro prostitute. You could have did that. But he didn't. He chose a little girl. This, this man was in his 40s. You know? He wasn't 25 or 21. Which was still too old to be sleeping with this girl. He wasn't 18, which was still too old to be sleeping with this girl. He was a grown-ass man. Damn near... What was he? If he was 48, he was damn near middle-age. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a big age difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, I 100% empathize with the, with the victim's family. I feel like that's a tragedy, and I wish it never, ever happened. Seriously. But if I felt endangered at 16 years old, and I had a gun, I'm not going to lie to you. I might come at it. Especially if I felt like my life was in danger. You know what I'm saying? At 16? Hell, at 30. At 33. 
If I had a gun and I felt like he was trying to kill me, I'm going to just come for you first. I'm sorry. That's animalistic human nature. If you can't tell me if you didn't feel in danger, you wouldn't come for that person first. Don't think it. I'm not saying it wasn't a tragedy. Boy, 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 that was a tragedy. That man had to go. Like, seriously. Like, that, that, that was horrible. I really do feel empathy, but I honestly side with both sides. Like, I can't come, you know what I'm saying? Because I know what I would have done if I felt in danger. You know what I'm saying? I might have not shot him, but I would have come at him. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't know what you would do if you were compelled to do it because we all have that animalistic nature in us. Some people are prey, some people are predators. Some people are both. You just it just depends on the situation. Some people are always prey. Some people are always predators. And some people are always both. You never knew know what you would do when that adrenaline hits you and you feel like the pressure is about to come to you. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being 100% honest. You know? And that's how I see it. You know? Do I think that she should have served the whole 50 years? I do not. That's just my personal opinion. Doesn't mean it's right or wrong. I don't think she should have served the whole 50 years. Do I think she should have served that 15? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Because she murdered a man. But do I think that we don't we forget that we are still human animals like we've civilized ourselves so much that we forget that you know you know <laughs> if you look way back down in the in the in the genial pool if you're if you're someone who believes in science there's a part of us you know, our homo sapiens, we were part, you know, we're related to the, to the apes. <laughs> what do the apes do? <laughs> they survive on some real ape crazy sh- Seriously. You know what I mean? Go apes. <laughs> As Jay-Z and Beyonce say. Like, seriously, I 100% believe that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, like, how you think people survive from being up north? You know what I'm saying? And being in a hectic situation like that. They dog eats dog. Like, dead ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking about the city city up north. Because I was born in north, but I was raised in Browns Mills. And I always had that mentality, no matter where I went. Because of the shit that I've been through, it's formulated that automatic brick city personality. I'm just being honest. And I feel like if I was in that situation... Being what I've been through, knowing that, knowing how life can go, I probably would have done the same thing. I probably would have did the same thing. But what would, what would you have done? And do you think it's right? Do you think it's fair? Hit me up in the comment section on Twitter at Latoya Shari. Or you can hit me up on Instagram at I am Latoya Shari. And I would love to hear your comments. Because at the end of the day, I'm just formulating my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I 100% have empathy for the family. Blessings go out to them. I pray for them. And I pray for Latoya Brown and her family. Sorry, not Latoya Brown. Centoya. Sorry! But I pray for her and her family. Um, And I hope that you guys 
have a little empathy and compassion for both sides. All right. Well, if nobody's ever told you today, I love you guys and I always will. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you. Hit me up on social media. You know, you can hit me up on YouTube. Check me out. Check out my new videos that have come out. I appreciate you guys. Smooches. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.